Welcome, fans of the Justice League universe. My name is Sam. This podcast focuses on the Warner Brothers movies that are part of the DC Films Justice League universe. Each episode of the podcast includes my analysis of a particular scene, and over time, I'll make my way through each movie. I love the depth of meaning in these films and all the subtle touches, and I love discussing them with other fans. Starting with this first episode, I'm going to be moving scene by scene through the entire masterpiece that is Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, directed by Zack Snyder and written by Chris Terrio and David S. Goyer. My plan is to put out at least one episode per week so that we can make it through Batman v Superman in time for the arrival of Suicide Squad in August. I will also try to find time to include episodes focused on Man of Steel, which is another movie that I greatly appreciate and love analyzing. If you'd like to dig into Man of Steel even before I can get to it, then I highly recommend you check out Man of Steel Answers Insights Commentary at manofsteelanswers.com. Now let's get started in Batman v Superman with Scene 1, The Wayne's Murder and Young Bruce's Fall in the Cave of Bats, played out over the opening credits. The Wayne's Murder has been shown on television and in several movies before, so why show the murder again? One reason is because we need it in the DC Films Justice League universe. It just wouldn't seem fitting to have this entire cinematic universe of films and not have Batman's origin included. Another reason is because Bruce being unable to save his parents is even more important in this story than in most Batman stories. As we'll see by the end, his entire character arc is largely him redeeming his failure to be able to save his parents by eventually saving Clark's mother, Martha. This opening scene shows Bruce feeling utterly powerless. At first, he runs away from this feeling, running away from Alfred at the funeral. But after his experience falling in the well, he will fight against the feeling of powerlessness and gain power, corporate power, physical power, and the power to terrorize the criminals of Gotham. The power, as Henry Cavill described it, to inflict justice. This opening scene also brings a lot of style and beauty to a brutal incident. The music and directing are stunning. The pearls bring a much more poetic take on the death than would blood. I especially love the shot that is looking straight at the gun barrel with the pearls stretched on either side. And the moment of Martha's gunshot is heartbreaking, with us seeing the gun's recoil bursting the pearl necklace, but knowing that the real damage is being caused just off-screen. There is so much nuance in each of the actors' faces in every shot. Some things I noticed in the characterizations were that Thomas Wayne clenched his fist and was actually going to try to fight back against a robber with a gun drawn on him. That takes some guts, and it shows that perhaps the men in the Wayne family can be a bit hot-headed, but brave, trying to take control of even the most dangerous situations. Thomas's decision to clench his fist and act will be echoed by Bruce later, and the question is whether Bruce can pull back before it's too late. The robber, who I assume is Joe Chill, also managed to fit a lot of performance in his brief scene. He seems a bit out of his depth from the beginning of the robbery, and he is clearly perturbed by the end when it has turned deadly. He does not seem to be an extremely evil villain, or even someone who intended for this to happen. As I'll mention later, this aligns with the theme that people are not entirely good or evil. It is their choices that are good or evil, and the repercussions of our choices can be profound, even if unintentional. But regardless of Joe Chill's intentions, it was a horrible and tragic act, that was still enough to impact Bruce's psychology for the remainder of the film. 
And this is one point that I want to mark, because I will return to it throughout the scenes of Batman v Superman. I think Batman's character arc is primarily psychological in nature, whereas Superman's, I think, is more philosophical and emotional. For Bruce, this opening scene, together with the feeling of powerlessness that comes in scene two, the Battle of Metropolis, firmly establish the root of Batman's character arc. But the opening scene also establishes the look and feel of Gotham. We see its streets, its gothic buildings, its railway sparks, and its crime. And it sends a message to the audience that this is a dramatic film that will be deliberate and poetic in its style, and that it has a style, so we should expect scenes that might use slow motion to emphasize key moments or key visuals, and there might be non-conventional but beautiful shots that we can appreciate as standalone works of art themselves. The funeral scene and the Batcave, geographically it places us in the Batcave just to the right of Wayne Manor, and it is significant that Bruce eventually retreats to the cave and the penthouse rather than residing in Wayne Manor itself. Thematically, we also see the motif of falling and rising, descending below ground, hell and heaven. At the bottom of the cave, the bats represent demons, which are what we typically associate as what comes from hell beneath us. But ironically, it is those bats, those demons, that carry young Bruce back up into the light. It is a powerful image, so as an audience we should be prepared to look for further motifs of above and below ground, heaven and hell, demons and angels. When I first saw the movie in theaters, I thought it was a bit far-fetched to have young Bruce float up amongst the bats. But this concern was addressed immediately as Bruce continued his voiceover, marking this particular version of events as his dream recollection, rather than a perfectly true retelling of the events. And speaking of the narration, here is Bruce's voiceover from the opening. He says, There was a time above, a time before. There were perfect things, diamond absolutes. Things fall, things on earth. And what falls is fallen. The first line referencing above confirms the above and below motif that I already mentioned. In fact, I think it's more than a motif. I think it sets up one of the themes of the movie. Based on my initial interpretations, I would state the theme this way. Good and evil cannot be statically identified with above or below, with heaven or hell. Rather, good and evil are choices that individuals make in dynamic situations. In other words, good and evil, heaven and hell, are not diamond absolutes. This idea, as we'll see in the future scenes, permeates the three main characters. Superman tries to do good, but it leads to unintended negative consequences. Lex Luthor tries to reverse heaven and hell, but he still maintains them as opposite absolutes, failing to grasp the theme that good and evil are dynamic choices. And Batman knows that the good are not absolutely good. They can turn bad. He uses this to rationalize taking down Superman, But Batman himself is actually going through the process of turning bad. Going back to the motif of falling, the word fallen calls forth ideas of fallen angels, and even Prometheus, who we'll talk about later, who is a titan who has fallen from Zeus and Olympus. Visually, we see the young Bruce literally falling into the cave of bats, cut to be simultaneous with the fall of his mother Martha to the gutter. Going from the literal to the metaphorical, the adult Bruce is gradually falling over decades. Bruce eventually comes to the point where he goes over the edge that he has been teetering on for most of his career as Batman. His parents' death set him toward the edge in the first place, 
Other tragedies, such as the death of Robin, nudged him ever closer to the edge, and the next scene, with the arrival of Superman, is what finally pushed him over the edge. Much of the movie is an exploration of what Batman is like when he's finally lost it, when he's fallen. We've always known Batman was a damaged hero, but what does it look like when that damage becomes too much for him to bear? So one way to interpret this new Batman is that he is a fallen Batman. But consistent with the theme of good and evil not being fixed, we will see the story of how Batman redeems himself and is ultimately able to make a different choice. The narration concludes, In dream, they took me to the light. A beautiful lie. First of all, this should reassure anyone who thought it was too far-fetched that the bats lift up young Bruce, that this was a dream-tinged recollection of the event. The other thing that this concluding line does is show us that Bruce is looking back on his career, which started with those bats in what would become the Batcave. He's looking back with a great deal of skepticism and cynicism. Earlier in his career, Bruce might have thought that his parents' death caused his fall, but his re-emergence as Batman put him into the light, into the realm of goodness. This supposed goodness of Batman was the beautiful lie. After 20 years, suffering more losses and only temporary victories, Bruce is realizing that it has not brought him contentment. It's unclear if he's really improved things in Gotham because other criminals keep coming up like weeds, and he recognizes that he has been criminal himself in his activities. How does Batman deal with this realization that his career might have been a beautiful lie? One way that he deals with it is to become laser-focused on one mission, taking down Superman. He thinks of this mission as his legacy, the one thing he does that will matter. If he can succeed in this mission, it might trump all his previous failings. Taking down Superman would also restore his sense of power and control. To set this character arc in motion, all of his doubts about his career and his feelings of powerlessness are heightened by the arrival of Superman and the destruction of Metropolis. Which brings us to scene two. Next up is the Battle of Metropolis from Bruce's perspective. But to close this episode, I give my acknowledgments to the inspiration for this podcast, the Mosaic podcast from manofsteelanswers.com, and the Suicide Squadcast from suicidesquadcast.libsyn.com. Thanks for listening, and feel free to share your thoughts in the comments.